This is Sad Boy Radio. Alright guys, well, you know, thanks for tuning in. This is the first episode of Sad Boy Radio. Uh, <laughs> today, the first uh, guest is going to be my boy Vic. So uh, Yo, yo, what up? Yeah, you know, set up courtesy of him and everything too in the studio. But, you know, really, we wanted to talk today about different aspects of the music industry and the mental health tolls it kind of takes on everybody, right? Something that's very prevalent within the music industry is fame you know how do people react to fame do they really enjoy being famous you know so my first question for you is you know would you like to be famous in a sense you know what that entails is having everybody know who you are the good the bad and everything in the middle um personally you know i used to think about this um a lot as a kid as far as like the music level or like entertainment level I used to want to be famous, but now I'm just kind of like, eh, it is what it is. You know, that's why I switched from being an artist to an engineer and producer, because I like being more behind the scenes. Um, but for me, I just kind of feel like, you know what, if it happens, um, it happens. I feel like it's not necessarily or 100% a choice, uh, but I just feel like, you know, if it were to happen... I would embrace it and just use my platform as much as possible to, you know, spread good, do good. Um, but as far as like wanting to be famous, like, I don't feel a desire to be famous. I just, if it happens, it happens. For sure, for sure. And you know, right now you are starting your own company, Blue Door Studios. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. You know, we Represent. can definitely shorten it, shorten it out to BDS for now, right? Uh, where do you see that going? How would you feel if that to the did moon. blow up? <laughs> if it did blow up, hopefully it does, you know, everybody in the team's in the room. What do you what do you see for Blue Door Studios? Uh, I see us being a household name. Um, honestly, I just feel like there's not, you know, I know we have Cole Bennett and Lyrical Lemonade, but as far as, like, the musicals and everything else surrounding the music industry like the videos the photographs the editing uh even down to the copyrights and the laws and even the rec the recording and the the mixing and the mastering and even down to the beat production even shit the songwriting because as we know not all artists write their own songs i just feel like we don't have that in chicago we don't have a hub everyone wants to go to la everyone wants to go to atlanta everyone wants to go to new york but it's like i wanted to start that here for us and i want that to be a citywide name like a household name in chicago like oh go to blue door studios you need you need this go to blue door studios you need that like there's so much stuff that we're gonna offer that we're not even advertising now because <laughs> honestly we just don't have the manpower behind it like me fred i mean you know you're part of the team too like pyro like we can't do we can't do everything you know you know we got horrors and chop too but like we can't all do everything and we just have so much more that we're going to provide that the public doesn't even know about yet that I haven't even advertised that probably you guys don't even know about um that's on the team but i see us being a household name and i see us being around for a very long time as long as the world is still here <laughs> oh yeah for sure and you know that's why i hopped on in the first place right you know one of my first conversations just a, just a side note everyone in, in my company blue door studios is somebody is somebody that I know personally, and everyone knows that I meant it when I was saying, when I was in school, that, you know, I'm going to try to put people on, and I'm going to try to, like, 
provide opportunities for those that are close to me and, and those that are, you know, those that are around me that I think are real serious about their craft. And that's why everyone that's on my team is only in my circle. And it's only until, you know, we get bigger and bigger and bigger that I'll start taking on like interns or, you know, people who want to break into the music industry in some capacity. Everyone that's currently on the team is somebody that I know and somebody that I was working with that kind of got me to this this point right now. And I'm not at my final point. The company isn't at its final point, but it's we're at a we're at a good stepping stone right now. For sure, for Just sure. And you know, going back to the point, right? We're our first conversation actually was about opportunities that can be provided. So right. the first conversation was dealing with the podcast and you know, right now that's coming to life. This is the first episode. So when we first talked, my idea was go out to L.A., just like you said, L.A. or New York. Go out to L.A. once I finish graduate, graduating from UIC and, you know, pursue something out there. Pursue an internship or anywhere that let me into the music industry, right? That's all I've ever wanted, kind of, to be famous. You know, mm -hmm. I've had conversations with my parents. I've had conversations with a lot of people where it's like, one day I'm going to be fucking famous. And when you think about it, a lot of people will tell you, nah, it's not attainable. But what's so, not, what's so unattainable about being famous? You know, there's so many people out there that get into politics. You know, if you say you want to be the president of the United States, a large amount of people will laugh at you just like they laugh at you when you say you want to be famous. Yeah. So who's to stop you from doing what you want to do, right? And right now, we're starting from we level did. one on a fucking company and making things happen now. One-stop shop, just like we were talking about. Going back into the, you know, real topic of today, right? Fame really does create a mental toll on people. And for me, that's something that I do want. And I feel like, in a sense, we've all had somewhat of a small look into it, whether you're inside a specific group or you're doing, you know, your regular nine-to-five job. You have to be professional for most of the time and you have to watch what you're saying for a lot of things every everybody and everything you do reflects on the people that are within the organizations that you're involved in so having that being said you know it's kind of like a little look into fame right and one artist that i think about a lot when i think of that is eminem you know eminem talks about being famous and careful what you wish for uh, i don't know if you're familiar with the song but there's also Say Goodbye to Hollywood, right? In the song, he specifically says, for me to have this much and feel like this is it, you know, he he has the world in his hands at this point. This is once his, his Eminem show album drops. So okay. it's probably around 2005. He, he's, he's peaking at this point. He's ready to retire. And after this, he drops Encore, which was his comeback album. So really it's like, you know, for him to have this much like he, every single thing he's ever asked for he's achieved everything he could have wished for he's achieved and owned it all you know where do you go from there in reality it's like how how do you how do you deal with something like that you know if if you were to have every single thing you could have ever wished for money doesn't matter to you anymore all you want is your in a sense identity bag you know what what do you do honestly i think once you become 
famous, that's over. And, you know, I can only speak so much on it. You know, I'm not famous, you know? Yeah. Um, but I feel like once you, you know, from the outside looking in, it's like once you become famous, you know, like you're in the public eye and that's it. And it's like whether you drop another song or not, like people are going to know you. And I just feel like that's what comes with being famous. I don't think you can ever achieve your prior normalcy you know what i mean it's like you have to have a new normal at that point it's like okay i'm eminem but i no longer write songs but it's like i'm still eminem like people are still gonna have this idea of me and it's like i don't think you can ever let go of that especially too if you're active on social media or even if you just have a social media page like stuff that people say about you you can see that and then i i see you know from other like artists that their friends and family will see it and they'll be like, oh, did you see what so-and-so said? And it's just like, that's pretty much why artists have like, uh, you know, PR and people that do that stuff for them so that they don't have to look at that and they don't have to um, respond to any of that or not respond because like you said, you know, you have to, when you're famous, you have to maintain a certain image and it's like, you know, a lot of people that become famous, especially, you know, rappers or just artists in general, it's like they're... How do I say? Like, their personality might not be fit, so just be like, oh, I'm not going to reply to this person, whatever. They might just be like, man, fuck you, whatever. And then, like, boom, it blows up into this whole spiral. Me, personally, honestly, I feel like if you're famous, I feel like it doesn't matter if you're if you're the president or you're a rapper. If somebody talks ill about you and you want to <laughs> fucking say some shit back to them, I feel like you have every fucking right to. Just because... I'm Eminem doesn't mean I, I'm still not a person and I can't say some shit back. Like, have you fucking listened to Eminem songs? Talk about killing his fucking mom. Like, hey, for, for you sure, know what I mean? If sure. he'd kill his own mom, I'm sure he wouldn't care about killing one of us. <laughs> so, you're right. But I, to the answer, I feel like you, you don't, you can't come back. Once you're famous, that's it. Yeah. I mean, even, even us being at like such a small level and having stuff on the internet, it's like our name's going to be there. For sure. Our likeness is going to be there. Our, our music's going to be there. And a lot of artists actually, you know, have this problem where they don't they don't want the fame anymore. They they've achieved all that success and they say, "Okay, I'm done." And some are successful with separating their daily lives from their fame. Uh, you know, one artist I can think of off the top of my head, Adele. You know, mm-hmm. she drops a, an album like every 4 years, disappears, drops one, disappears, right? She'll do her little Grammy and Oscar performances and say all right peace out um and then you also have artists such as bryson tiller bryson tiller is a great artist someone that i listen to all the time and watching a lot of his interviews he talks about how he never wanted to be famous one day don't just blew up and we we were talking about this the one time it was he was working at papa john's or something like that they're like, when'd you stop working at Papa John's? He's like, uh, I became famous. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I mean, why why would you stop working at Papa John's when you have a number one song, right? I don't know if it was actually number Shout one. Shout out Bryson Tiller. You know, yeah, for real. <laughs> you know, during the interview, Bryson Tiller talks about how he's going back to school. He wants to be a video game. Um, what, what is it? Developer. Yeah, a video game developer. And, you know... He, d- he doesn't want to be famous anymore. He doesn't want to make music anymore. He makes it for his own pleasure. Um, he took a five-year gap from Trap Soul to Anniversary. And that Anniversary album is called Anniversary because he dropped it five years to the date yeah. of Trap mm-hmm. Soul being released. And even 
the first song that he's he has on the album it's called years go by and in the prelude to the song starting he talks about you know five years are gonna go by and you're making music for people that just want to hear you you're trying to chase something that's unattainable to you you know the type of music that the mainstream media wants isn't what you're about and it's so hard for him to accept you know what the fans want in a sense right not the mainstream pop music they want straight up trap so really that's why so many artists disappear because they're criticized for every little thing that they possibly do and it's like you know how how do you stop that as long as there's a screen there to divide people, it's, it's never going to stop. Because we we're just, I was just talking about this with a coworker. Like, everyone loves to hide behind screens and they don't like to say shit to anyone's faces anymore. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I don't talk shit on the internet. Like, if I'm going to talk shit to you, I'm going to say it to your face. For real. You know what I mean? Like, but I feel like as long as there's screens, people are always going to feel confident enough to say shit to somebody else. And that's why I'm saying, like, well, shit, if somebody can sit behind a screen and say that shit to me and they're my so-called fan or, you know, whatever, like, why can't I say shit back to them? I'm still a person at that. I'm a, to me, yeah, I might be a multi-platinum uh, artist, but, like, I'm a person before anything. And if you're going to fucking talk out my name to me like that, I'm going to say some shit back to you. I don't care if I have a million dollars or a dollar. I'm going <laughs> to talk some shit to you. <laughs> but you got to realize your position in life. You know, these are people that are being taunted by people who are looking for what they have. Another artist that, you know, talks about it is Justin Bieber in his latest song, Monster. He says, you know, what what if I trip, what if I fall, then I am the monster, right? It's like every little thing that you do gets looked at by a microscope. At the end of the day, it's like we've all been there, right? Yeah. I'm the bad guy for saying something that I felt. You know, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's with your parents, like, right. you become the bad guy for saying something that was true to you. You right. know, what if I trip? What if I slip up? Then why why am I so bad for making that mistake? There's so many instances where growing up, you're going to make so many different mistakes. And the toll that this takes on somebody's, you know, mental health being told, oh, you did this, so you're bad. Like a lot of people who, you know, go out go out and party, mm-hmm. they're they're told, well, you're not you're not getting your things done. But nobody really understands that person better than they understand themselves, right? You can put up an image, you can put up a persona of somebody that you are, and at the end of the day, you know, nobody's nobody's gonna know the real you. Right. So being famous is almost like creating a fake character it's creating an image for somebody else and at the end of the day you know you are who you are i am who i am you know <laughs> it it's like it's it's just a crazy thing i just feel like and i i agree but then it's like you kind of you kind of like said it with your words like at that point it's about perspective like and i hate to bring this dude up but look at 69 like at first everyone loved him right but no, not everyone. Like everyone, there was people that were like, "Oh, his music's good," and there's people like, "Oh, his music sucks." There was nothing about his antics yet. It was just about his music. Then it became less about his music and more about his antics, right? Look at what just happened last week. He still has followers, and he still hit 24 million views on his video. 
So, again, it then goes back to what you're saying. He's He might be putting on that persona for everybody. That's why he's doing that, so he can get clicks and shit like that, because he gets monetized from YouTube. That video, actually, they uh, demonetized it and took it off because that video that he posted, or that video that he took of him running up on Meek Mill, he used it in the video, and Meek Mill's company sent him, sent Takashi's company a uh, cease and desist letter because they're using his likeness to profit. It's against copyright laws. And that's and that's a smart-ass thing. So he did all that all that jazz to just have, you know, to get um, to get paid off this video, and Meek just took that away from him. Yeah, and, you know, in reality, 6ix9ine's <clears throat> fame got to his head, right? You know, at some point, he didn't even need to be around all the gang members. You know, he, I personally, I think that everything that's happening was kind of part of his plan. Did I think, I don't think he thought he was going to, he was going to get ratted or like yeah. his team was going to go against him. And then he was like, fuck it. I'm going to have to rat and then go to jail. I don't think that's what happened. Um, that was in his plan, but, um, that definitely made him have to change. So that's why I think he's just like. He more is about he antics as opposed to like style, music because yeah. before he went to j like at least he was previewing new music now it's like all right let me get real relevant again real quick and then drop this one like he de i bet you he has hella shit in the vault definitely true every artist has hella shit in the vault um <laughs> but sure. i feel like once he was like all right i'm going to I have, i'm going to prison i feel like he had to rework himself too and then expect and the thing that sorry tangent but the thing that kind of blows my mind is how his ass was a wit was in witness protection but then he's still just going around. And then people are, like, are catching him on the streets. So it's almost like, are you not in witness protection or are you not? And if you're in witness protection, you're fucking stupid for content. Because I don't know if y'all saw 600 Breezy talking to him, but that man is for real. He don't give a fuck for real. And he, he doesn't even personally have to pull the trigger. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to incriminate anybody. But he doesn't even have to personally pull the trigger. You know, there's other artists that, like Meek, you know, they're trying to protect their image and not be, especially people who have already been in jail like Meek. Um, but man, I just think he, you're right. He let that shit get to his head, but he did have an overall plan to just like attack and use that fame, that little buzz to then, you know, branch out, you know, get, get, yeah. get money, get views on his thing. But then look, Meek took that away. Yeah. And, ba uh, you know, back to the point at hand, we were talking about how like, not like you had to be a specific person and like, you're not really allowed to talk back to people. That's, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. So like. Takashi, that's how he is. He's literally running up on people, running up back on fans, talking shit to people, calling people out on their live, and shit like that. So that's what I'm saying. After all that, he still has a following. Now, even though you and I, or I don't know how you feel, but even though I think you know he's a rat and that I don't res really respect him or fuck with his music and I don't fuck with the way he's trying to become famous and be relevant, that's me and maybe a million other people, but there's still a whole other million people, 24 million people to be exact, that... <laughs> Fuck with him. So I feel like the notion of that you have to be somebody like this, I don't think that's for real. I think that's just like, that's an industry thing. Because then you have to think about it too. A lot of these artists are with labels. Yeah. And the bigger the label and the more money they give you up front, the less control you have over yourself. And so even though it is a persona that you're putting on for everybody, you still don't have control of that persona. That That's what I'm saying. It's like, how do you create a character and then you, you can't do nothing with it? You know what I mean? Like... I mean, sometimes you just got to be authentic with it, you know? And exact, um, and that's why I feel like people, artists, and not even just artists, any celebrity should be able to do that, like say something back and not 
be afraid to lose their career or be jeopardized. And you know what? That's what I'm saying with the screens. Everyone's going to say something about, about something, you know? Like, someone's going to say something about this podcast for yeah. no reason. And I do think that, you know, everybody starts somewhere. Every persona starts somewhere. And after, you know, that persona does become something bigger, you can become <clears throat> whoever you want to be. One good example would be Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny started out as a Latin trap artist that, you know, was doing exactly that, making Latin trap music. Yeah. <clears throat> His music, although it <laughs> has some elements of trap music still, it is completely different from what he was when he started. Soy Peor is completely different from Estamos Bien. You know, right. one song that really does heavily focus on his mental health aspect because before that song dropped, Bad Bunny disappeared. When he came back, he came back with the long hair, came back with the beard, came back with the piercings, and a brand new persona. But that persona is not fake anymore. It's who he actually is, you right. know? Everybody knows the the haircut he had before with the shaved head and the line, mm -hmm. and then he came back with curly hair. Like, dude, that's crazy. Like, and even before that, he he just had a fade. Like, he just had like a two bald All head. Around, yeah, had a uh, had a grill. Had a bunch of chains. Like, if you see Bad Bunny now, he doesn't. He's not rocking diamonds like that. Maybe he has like a gold chain, but yeah, it's com it it's different. a complete different style. Yeah, and that comes with either growing up, or that just comes from being authentic, being yeah. who you really are. Then too, I just think how the world was going, or how the world is now, and you know the past couple years, um, I feel like he just changed as a person. So not necessarily that the trap version of him wasn't who he really was, but that he just kind of changed. For you know sure. Because I mean? even me, you know, when I was an artist, I was. You know, rapping about certain shit, but it's like, I don't do that shit no more. So why am I gonna rap? Why am I gonna Why am I gonna rap about it? You know what I mean? Also, when that music was coming out, it was like four or five years ago now. So shit, yeah. he, he was like twenty one, twenty two, still working in that grocery store and shit like that. Like I just got discovered from that grocery store. So Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, honestly, it's such a crazy thing that, you know, another aspect is time. Time just really changes a lot of things. And time will impact your mental health just as much as fame. Yeah. But because he even he even says it in um uh in that album I'm gonna butcher the name but it's Yo hago que me da la gana and for those who don't speak Spanish that means pretty much I do what I want um and I don't know if how you would officially call it but the name of the song is like a heart with the mm -hmm. the fucking thing in a three yeah. I don't know if you would call that corazón or heart like what he would call that but <laughs> yeah. he says in there. Um, that pretty much that the fame has like made him sick and like he doesn't really like to paraphrase he doesn't really feel like himself anymore he was ready to retire and that yeah and that he was gonna drop in six months that he from when he released um, nine months I do uh, nine was months. it nine months yeah yeah, yeah. Months. yeah. Uh, when he dropped um, the album I do what I want but he was like in nine months I'm gonna drop another album and retire like Miguel Cotto the Puerto Rican boxer um and I remember when I heard that, like, me and all, like, all these other people there, Bad Bunny fans, were like, no, what, what? But then, and you got to think about, too, you know, like, people just wanted his ass to release music because he sounded raw. And, like, that's a whole other problem, too, amongst, like, being an artist in today's age. That's, like, one of my favorite songs because he really does. He just, he talks about it all. He lays it all out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Honestly, Bad Bunny's got Bunny a lot of content. Hey, bro, Bad Bunny merch, right? Hey, but, you know, at the end of the day, 
there's so much that goes into being famous and there's so much to you know the mental aspect of it yeah. it's really can you handle it if you can't handle it do you want to handle that right and that's just a question that i think a lot of people will always ask themselves yeah um you know as i mentioned earlier if you want to be a politician go be a politician if you want to be a singer pursue that um Nobody can tell you you can't do something as long as you surround yourself with the right people. Well, they can tell you just tell them to fuck off. There but, you go, too. Because then there's just more motivation. That's why, I, that's why I'm here. Shit, I had one of my own friends tell me recently, like, congrats on the studio. And his ass was like, you ain't going to be an artist. You ain't going to do no music shit. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. For real. There's going to be so many people that tell you you can't do something. And at the end of the day, you know. Uh, as long as you're focusing on you, focusing on your mental well-being, and making sure that everything you have your hands in is taken care of, that's all that matters. Yeah. And, you know. And a lot of people can't handle that, and unfortunately, that's why, you know, we've had so many recent deaths about, like, overdoses and stuff like that. Like, you know, fucking Mac Miller, Lil Peep, even though I didn't really listen to Lil Peep, like, still, I mean, even if it's someone you don't fuck with, like, that's still tragic. He, what was he, like, 22, 24? Or some shit like some shit i don't even i don't even know something like that but like and then too it's like you know some people are already into that before they got famous and then just being famous just escalates it and now you got all this money so you know you can do even more drugs and like then that's just like a whole other problem for you know and whether you want to talk about fentanyl being and all this other shit which is another like still the fact of the matter is they were doing those drugs and like still that there's a lot of I artists. don't think they're they're bad people for that, but that's still you know, it's still not healthy for you. You know what I mean? And like if you know anyone that's clearly abusing that, you know, don't try to like force them to stop. Try to understand them as to why they're doing that. Because you just wanting to put your foot down and be like, No, you gotta stop this is gonna make them wanna do it even more. For real. And there's so many details that always come out after the fact. Like recently Juice World, they talked about Juice World was gonna enter rehab, you know. Um, that he was willingly going to go. So, you know, there's, there's so many what ifs in this world at the end of the day, you know, make sure that what if isn't, is, uh, oh, well, right. At least I did it. Don't, don't focus on what could have been focus on what you did. Well, you know, drugs, everything else of that sort, that's going to be for another time, but that's going to be the end of the first podcast, sad boy radio, SBR. Thank you for coming, guys, and thank you for, to my boy Vic for hopping on. Of course, bro, of course. For sure, for sure. Uh, shout out my boy Matt. You know, this is a great idea he's got going on. Uh, I'm excited for y'all to see these episodes uh, that he's got coming up. Hit up Blue Door Studios for all your needs. You know, one-stop stop, one-stop shop <laughs> studio here in Chicago. No, one-stop one, 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 one stop one shop. Stop yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah, one-stop yeah. right. yeah. one, one shop. Yeah, for real, if you know anyone that's abusing drugs, bro, just try to be there for them. (laughs) I know we're talking about that, but for real, try to be there for them. This is Sad Boy Radio.